so uh, you know, hold on i i uh, just remembered another thing actually yeah that i did at work so um mike that's the name of the guy that's been covering yeah my boss's shift and um he is so unbelievably crazy in a good way um <laughs> so crazy mike he, so just at random intervals during the nighttime he'll just scream like um, oh like i could be doing something or in like plumbing because that's normally where i'm working and i'll just hear like a <laughs> just somewhere in the store and um i'll be like oh man there's mike another funny thing is um we we had a like a 15 minute conversation about alcohol don't ask me how the topic came up because i don't remember um he brought it up because i was so yeah. you do remember no i don't actually <laughs> <laughs> well <clears throat> that that's that's most of of my days i i, I when i talk to people i don't really remember how that's the fair. conversation arised but you know, it's about point A to point B, right? Yeah. It's not, a, it's not about how you started. Point A to point B for me usually is uh, scaring the shit out of my one manager. I've got it down to a science to where I can literally just kind of slide over to her and just be like, hey, Tracy. And she's like, shit. Wait, hold on. Vidits? Hmm? It's 5.11. This is break time. Oh, shit, you're right. Where the hell's Terry? That's a very good question. I actually haven't seen him Hold all, on. Let me all get, day. Hold on, let me get him on the phone. Yo, guess. Hey, yo, 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 hey, hey. Hang on, let me get in here. Okay, here. All right. Where okay. the hell did you... I found the guy I was telling you about. Oh, shit, you found him? I found him. Did you tie him up like we... No, I told you we're not tying people up. Fine. No, we're not, they're not tying anybody up. Hey, dude, come in here. Dan, come here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. there he is. Hey, is that is that okay? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. What the fuck is this guy? <laughs> it's Dan. No this is employees only break room. Can what? I take the ropes off my wrist? Is that all right? <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't put those on. <laughs> uh, hey guys, yeah, get those off him. Yeah. Okay. He's a guest. He's a guest. All right. Well, have have a seat, Dan. Have a seat. Oh, I'm gonna get myself cozy. Thank you. All right. Thank well, well. Right. Um, if if you if you don't know already, uh, I'm Zach. I'm Terry, and I'm Naveed. And um, some of the people in, of the universe may recognize us as the Lobby Boys. Yeah. Now we are. And um, today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very very special guest on. I don't know his last name, but it's Dan. Everybody, <laughs> it's Dan. <laughs> Give you a know his last Dan. name. Give a big hand Dan, for Daniel White. Well, What's welcome, up? welcome to the podcast, my friend. And before we initially get started here, Terry has uh, set something very, very special on the center of the table. And this would actually be the enclosed official art for the Lobby Boys podcast. Yes. We have ah. not we have not seen the completed product yet. We, we all agreed that we would wait until we were recording now to open it up together. So I, I know that everybody's not going to be able to see it, but we, of course, will react accordingly. And hopefully it's not anthrax <coughs> this time. Yeah. That yeah, sucked yeah. Like last time. That, that was, was so that itchy. Was, oh, my God. So itchy. All right. Let's get this open. All right. Go ahead and open it up, kid. 
Alrighty. Well, it's it's a bit of a prank. I just sent you guys the uh, Gremlins uh, magazine from nineteen. 19- <laughs> No! <laughs> Not another I, I, one. I kept the uh, the drawing. So, yeah. oh, okay, all right. Oh, well, no sense in opening it then. Oh <laughs> it's a couple of vintage napkins. Vintage, <laughs> vintage napkins. Vintage, vintage used napkins. Vintage used napkins. All the way back from yeah. 1955. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's uh, paper being torn. Yes, the sexiest of the noises. <laughs> Paper tearing ASMR. The sexiest of who agreed, who agreed yeah. that? Who agreed to who did do that? My goodness. Oh. Oh. There's tape. There's tape. Yeah. Do you, can you can you get past the tape? Well, I don't want to tear it apart, is the thing. <laughs> Navid's weakness. I, I think we're good to. I think I put it in a plastic bag, so it should be okay if you just take the tape off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the thing. Oh yeah, it's a, it's the Gremlins magazine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the vintage <laughs> with with uh, the vintage napkins. Yeah. The vintage napkins. I, I have weird collecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is oh, nice. That's dynamic. Hey. That is absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Fantastic. Sir. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> nice burp. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Dan, again, we we cannot thank you enough for uh oh, taking on this project. Absolutely, and man. It's the the updates that you were were posting on social media. We were just yeah. really excited really excited from start to finish. Chomping at the bit. And that's awesome. And whenever you you uploaded that one post about it and you you were like just a couple days to go. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. We can't wait till it's all finished. <laughs> so um, again, like the finished product came out absolutely gorgeous. And awesome. uh, we're really excited to, you know, putting it on some future merchandise. And, it's beautiful. And putting, yeah. you know, putting it to, to good use in the future. So yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Thank you again. You're forever my part pleasure. of the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. You're part of us yeah, now. It's funny, I, I I moved recently, right? And so I was kind of like not drawing for a little bit. And you get out of practice or you have like a, like you're stunted a little bit in your brain. Like, oh, can I do this still? Even though, you know, uh, so I had to draw an X-Men drawing to like just sort of get myself back into it. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that drawing is Beautiful. No, it's absolutely beautiful. Kick ass. I actually uh, was looking at your page uh, before uh, before we got here. As stalkers do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And also, I made sure to uh, view you through your window, of course. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I followed you <laughs> to a few your favorite restaurants there, there's and Naveed's stuff. Weird uh, and, and don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. He will stay away from your door. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, but Dan, so how, how long have you been drawing for? Initially, um, if, if, if you can think back that far. Yeah, really early. I have, I mean, I don't remember this, obviously, but my mom and aunt saved drawings I did of like Batman, Robin and Superman from 1978. And I was born in 76. Mm. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, wow. like really early on, I caught on to something and was going for it. Uh, you know, uh, it became a thing where like I recognized what I was doing probably in like the first or second grade where I noticed that 
you could draw like a little bit better than the next kid. I mean, we're not talking about leaps and bounds, but you know, it was like, Oh, I can do this or, and that's actually here. Here's what I should say. It's sort of, happens in unison with, I really love doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you find like a, a niche, but then you also realize how much joy you get from the niche. Yeah. So then huh. you just don't stop. Right. Yeah. Right. Know what you mean with that, man. Yeah. So early, really, really young. Yeah. So, so let me get this straight. So, um, so you, you know, you started a little bit early and then, you know, you, you kind of figured, well, I, I could make money off of this. So, and then you probably started forging you know, report cards yeah. as, oh. as most artists start out doing. And, and they're like, oh man, I, I got caught already and I got to do something else. So maybe maybe a, a friend of mine who starts a podcast with his two friends will get in touch with me one day and maybe I can do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn what a podcast is before <laughs> the concept has even been born. Yeah. But- before before the word <laughs> came to fruition. <laughs> okay. It's all part of the plan. Well, it's all working. Well let, well, let me tell you this, Dan. Comic books. Right. Right. Um, I have heard within the Twitter sphere that you are a little bit of a collector mm-hmm. of sorts. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, yes. Definitely, yes. Definitely a purchaser. Definitely a purchaser. Um, I know some folks that are really collectors. I mean, I think mine is uh, a decent little selection of books that I have. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love them. I do. And what would, what would you say as, you know, someone who is pro- pretty prominent, like reading comics, you know, everybody kind of has that lean back series, you know, that it, it's nice to, you know, not, not necessarily something that you would consider to be your favorite. But, right. you know, th- this is like early selections and, you know, like you've got me the comics, like, man, this is really, really good. And, um, you know, you'll come back to it once in a while. Like, what, what, what would you say that that would like, what's your kind of lean back series? You know, I think. I think I'm going to have to go with sort of like a middle of life pick. I mean, there's things from a really yeah. young age that I still love, like X-Men, Batman, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But with comic books, and it's, you know, even with drawing, too, where you kind of go in and out of things, right? I mean, as you age and, and years go on, there's periods where you don't draw much, and there's periods where you don't read too many comic books. <clears throat> but this series called Planetary was one that had gotten me sort of back into comic books at a time when I was really out of them. This is 1999, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's Warren Ellis and John Cassidy. Uh, it's sort of like a cross-up between the Fantastic Four meets every different type of genre book you can think of, all mashed into this one book. And it just blew my mind. Uh, and it's one that I'll still flip through. And it's really important to me because it was sort of like the comic book that reestablished, uh, you know, a lost love for me at yeah. the time. And, you know, it was sort of on the outs for a bit. I mean, not for a long time, I guess if you look, you know, if I'm realistic about it, it was probably like two years or a year maybe. And you're still sort of dipping your toe in during that time. But when that book hit, it was like, oh, wow, like this medium does have more to offer. And this is something special. Of course. Yeah. Right. 
Well, yeah. that's that's awesome. I mean, well, I mean, if we're, I guess we're going around the room and and kind of discussing like our like those lean back series, I said I think first official time I was um, exposed to comics, we were living um, in a house, you know, like a smaller house, um, and I, I was probably around eight, nine at the time, maybe, maybe a little bit younger, and I, I don't necessarily remember how but um i believe it was a friend of my father's um who kind of gave him this this big box of comics that he just didn't read anymore and um so my dad wasn't really a big comic reader so he was like hey you you want these comics and i'm like well what are what are comic books what are what are these things <laughs> and he he gives me this big box of of, of these comics and I'm looking through these. I'm like, whoa, whoa, these are really cool. Like there was, there was some X Men in there. There was actually some old issue like X Men, Spider Man, um, some first edition Superman comics, and like this. I, I this guy was definitely like a collector at some point. But uh, one comic book that caught my attention, um, and I think maybe he knows where I'm going here, is Craven's Last Hunt. And uh, I thought it was Fritz the Cat. Yes. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. That was the comic book, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, I love comic books, yeah, and um yeah. you know and like not just this giant almost naked man that's hunting this <laughs> guy that, who calls himself spider man, but <laughs> there's a giant naked man hunting down a kid in pajamas <laughs> let's get into the really homoerotic sun tones here, uh, Zach, tell me about your home life. <laughs> Uh, well it's not too bad no no no, but um it just oh like the intensity within the pages and that's that's where i like i first experienced like that you know like that burst of 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 passion for for comic books and 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 reading material like that was like i I was never influenced and moved by like you know these static pages that had you know you know, neat art style. Like, like that's what I, I thought it was at first when I was reading through a lot of these books in the box. But when I, when I got to that comic book and I started reading it, like I started seeing the characters move on the pages and, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this dialogue in my head and, and whenever Craven and and Spider-Man get into these confrontations and eventually, you know, like Craven ends up getting the win. Right. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Spider-Man. No. Like, it was that that intensity that I like. Yeah. And it was in it was special because this was a moment that I, I kind of had to myself. Like I was in my room and you know, like I just witnessed this huge adventure and this huge milestone for 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 Spider-Man villains, right? And um it was just me. And I was like, man, like I wish I could share this experience with somebody else. But like I, I it's I like it better for me to kind of have that that moment where I, I loved comics and uh, most of my collection today is uh, not really too, too physical. Um, I, I mostly yeah. just kind of collect digitally as a, uh, yeah, that makes sense. It's and, cheaper. And, and, yeah. That, yeah, it's, it's cheaper. And, you know, because of the pandemic, it's sometimes hard to get in the shops and, yeah. and, and look around and, you know, try to find what you want. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess for me, that was, you know, my, my first experience with comics and, you know, like that lean back series that I really enjoyed. That's a great one because you got Mike Zek on art. 
that's the guy who drew that series. Some good art. You know, when you, it's great art. And when you, you're kind of getting into comics, there's like that period of time where it's the superheroes that you care about. Mm-hmm. But then you start to realize like, oh, real human beings make these things, right? So there's always that moment where you're like, you start recognizing the names of the people who are drawing it and writing it. And, and Mike Zek, the guy who drew that book, is was one of the first human names I ever understood made comic books. And he's... Yeah. He was a huge influence on me. I, I love his art just so much. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, absolutely. And and whenever you, like, like you said, whenever you start noticing these specific yeah. people that start making this art and, and, and just designing these, you know, like these books that you grew up with and then even future installments, it's, yeah. I think it's, it's really cool because when you, you know, read somewhere that, Oh, so and so is coming out with with a new yeah. comic, and like you know, he's the main guy on the art style. And you're like, oh, I can't wait, you know, yep. to get to that. And it's just, it, it, it's something of mine that like I think it's it's really special. And um, you know, you know, and then um, it's just, I think it's just absolutely amazing how like there are people that exist, you know, that it's like this is all they do, right? Like, yeah, they they sit down all day, you know sketching, making these drafts, throwing them away and start from yep. scratch until you mm. finally have something. And it, it's just, it, it blows my mind. And like, I have so much respect for, for like not only artists and, and like comic book designs, but just the, the effort alone. It's like, it's, it, it's mind boggling of like how much time can, can just go into like one drawing, you know? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually, um, that sort of brings me into the thing I wanted to know is, uh, you know, uh, looking at your art and stuff, like I see uh, a few styles, uh, one of which that looks fairly familiar to me is uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Jack Kirby's art, especially uh, like. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your question? <laughs> what else? <laughs> I, I was just sort of just wondering. Uh, <laughs> Are you asking if he's influenced by Kirby? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was Jack Kirby, like a big influence of yours. I, I kind of had a brain fart there. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I thought you were just, you know, collecting your thoughts. So I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Navi kind of had like a deer in the headlights. Like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Words all gone. I, I love Jack Kirby. I yeah. mean, he, yeah, I mean, you're talking about creators and how they influence you, right? Jack Kirby was the kind of guy that when I was a little kid, you, you would see the work, but you'd be like, oh, that's kind of clunky looking, right? And yeah. you're, I was more attracted to like a Mike Zek who is much more, has a much more fluid line, right? And there's like more figure work going on. Mm-hmm. But then Jack Kirby's the kind of guy that when you hit a different age, like in your teens or like, you know, maybe for me it was like early 20s where it was just, you have a, like your brain explodes, like, oh my God, Jack Kirby is like the greatest ever, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a huge Jack Kirby fan. Yeah. He's, he's great. Even just like his whole, who yeah. he is, you know, when you, you read interviews with him and stuff like, you know, being in world war two and yeah, the way he reacted to like the whole situation that was happening with, you know, credit being given to who created what and who wrote what and all that kind of stuff. I love Jack Kirby's just, he's just like a guy, you know, there's not a lot of uh, uh, shine on him. He's just sort of real honest and sort of brutal. And he talks like my 
relatives talk you know he doesn't talk like uh like stan lee sounds like a showman you know what i mean yeah 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 Yeah. jack kirby talks like my like italian old relatives (laughs) i I appreciate that deeply you know yeah well i've i've uh i i got um i kind of randomly bounced around in comics but kirby's always been there like it's it's always been like yeah stan lee stan lee and then it's like you start kind of noticing Kirby's got some really amazing output. Like, yeah, you know, like this whole fourth world, all that. Uh, the new gods. Know. I think that's a really yeah. big one. It's yeah. it, it. Basically, all like even with uh, like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League and even um, uh, all the Marvel movies and all that. That's all on Jack Kirby's back. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. He's like, if you look at Doctor Strange with those visuals and stuff, those uh, definitely resemble some of the uh, sort of odd cosmic Kirby dots and all that. Well, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That's that's all Kirby. That's all Kirby, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It, um, I think, actually, in that one scene when uh, the Hulk and Thor are fighting in the arena, <clears throat> and in the box up top where the grand, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, right, and yeah. the other guy are sitting... That wall behind them is oh a big Jack Kirby drawing. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that was a really even, good note. Even like when they're walking around like that bazaar and all that, like the creatures, yep. all that, it's just, there's an insane amount of Kirby love in that movie. There is. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, I, I, I guess this kind of takes me to like my next kind of subplot where you have like Jack Kirby specifically, you know, because I I feel like for newer comic book fans who are kind of getting their experience through the MCU, you know, like you're, you're seeing more action from Jack Kirby. Right. And um, so, you know, from there people are like, Oh man, well, Jack Kirby's got to be like, like the best out there. Right. And it's like, there are so There's many comic so books. Many. So many comic books with so, so many, many different writers. Styles, yeah. And it's like that's probably the one thing I've always kind of thought about where, you know, like if you're getting your experience like specifically um and solely through the MCU, you know, and you're seeing like a lot of Kirby and you know, like you're looking at visuals through Zach Zack Snyder and then you know, like you're Googling yeah. like, well, who who did some of this art here? And you see just like one specific name that pops up it's like oh man well like, like he's got to be the best and i think there's a lot of writers out there who you know don't really necessarily get a lot of credit but have yeah. made some amazing works yeah and um i had google's name now because now i'm having a brain fart <laughs> um but <laughs> that please go off my topic while i google this but <laughs> um I'll just uh, talk about uh, sort of, I guess, my uh, sort of comfort comics. Yeah. yeah. So I've been a fan of comics since I was a young kid. I think that my favorite thing whenever I was younger was the Justice League animated series. Big fan of that. And that's just sort of. I think I think one of the first comics you had was maybe uh, a Justice League without the cover on it. That may have been. um but, you know, in addition to that, like uh, my favorite character was Spider-Man. So, like, I remember uh, I only had five volumes of the Ultimate Spider-Man series. And that series has sort of stuck with me because I would read that 
over and over and over again. And that was just, uh, I feel like it's something that, you know, sort of built my view of comics as a kid. But as I got older, you know, I finally was able to read, well, as I would call them, the more adult comics. So probably the two big ones for me right now are The Dark Knight Returns <clears throat> and, yeah. uh, and the Hellboy comics. Uh, Dark Knight Returns, especially. I've read that five, six times maybe over the past two years. I just keep going back to it because it's just an interesting story. And I love Frank Miller's art in it. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, that's really what it's all about. You know, like you, you, you're looking at these things and you're reading this and it's like, as long as you're enjoying it. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's what it matters. <laughs> and the artist that I was blanking on. I found him, James um, Stokely, Stoko Lee. Oh, Sto- uh, uh, Stoko, I think he pronounced Sto- it. Yeah, James. Yeah, James Stoko. I, I, oh, I was familiar. blanking on him, but he he wrote a lot of earlier stuff. Like he did the uh, Godzilla Half Century War comic. Oh, yeah, he did the Aliens Dead Orbit comic. Oh my God, I love really those good. comics wrote, so much. Um, Grunts, Sobek, you know things like that, and that was. His art is amazing. That one was actually a little bit newer to me. <clears throat> I think it was actually the Aliens Dead Orbit comic that yeah. I, that's when I ran into him for the very right. first time. And the the art was just different to me. Like it's when, you know, normally you, you come off something like Craven's Last Hunt or yeah. like some Batman stuff where you're you're seeing a lot of, you know, bold lining and and you know more darker themes within it and then you kind of come to these lighter undertones and and different types of of color combinations and i was like huh this is a little bit abstract for me yeah but um the more i read from him like the more i really started to appreciate just different variations of comics and, and that's um where i was coming back to full circle of like trying not to settle on one specific artist or no or course. just a couple because like that's that's what comic books are all about is yeah. that exposure right. to to this multiverse of, of communities of artists who work really hard to give an individualized experience and um that that's his name that when i was trying to when i was trying to think about it that's who came to my mind where someone who might not be as known as other people you know such as like jack kirby but yeah um has written some amazing things he has i definitely uh aliens uh dead orbit is a really good comic and that art um actually uh his uh half century war godzilla is uh is, is also phenomenal because it takes it starts in like 54 and just kind of goes all the way up to 2004 and it's it's a really unique journey of this one character. I forget his name, but sort of like his general vendetta against Godzilla and just his never-ending fight against him. Yeah, and that one was actually pretty fascinating. Um, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the the Half Century War was actually he kind of went with his own unique kind of variation of Godzilla. He did. And except for were, design. You yeah, know. except for the design. But he, I'll go on this in a second here, but go on. Yeah, he he kind of you know, went with his own flow, right? And and a lot of people were like, oh man, why, why does Godzilla look like this? Why is Godzilla look like It's like, well, it's because it's not made by the artist that you're expecting, yeah. right? It, it's different with, it, it's taking this soul character and having a bunch of people that have created him over the years 
And obviously, you know, you'll have your favorites yeah. and you'll have your least favorites, but at least, you know, give it a chance, right? Because yeah. once you get past that, that cover and you're like, okay, well, give it half century war. Like David said, great comic. Yeah. Great comic. And, yeah. and sometimes it can be hard, you know, to get past the cover sometimes. And I think th- that's another thing that kind of came to my mind. We're like, oh, well, you know, the co- the cover looks good, but then the cover, yeah. and it, it's really not the best. Um, I'm sure everybody's kind of ran into some situations like that. Like Terry, you were kind of talking about that a couple a couple episodes ago, or <laughs> judging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Right. You, but yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I I guess I'll talk about the the co- can't really call it a comfort comic, or uh, it, it's mostly mostly the comic that kind of reinvigorated me in into reading comics again, because I was able to look at them from a different angle then. Um, like, yeah, I was reading Batman, uh, Spider-Man, all that, uh, Daredevil was a huge, huge comic for me. Um, uh, didn't get to read it as much because we didn't really have the money for, you know, simple comics. But, um, when, uh, the crow came out the movie and then Mm. I'm like, well, I got to read this comic. And Mm. as I was reading through the comic, what I really loved about it was the fact that um, you see James Obar's art style get better and more detailed. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that, that kind of helped the story. It kind of, uh, like the beginning part of it is like kind of hazy, but then like the character of Eric starts to kind of, um, you know, pull everything more into focus as he's doing things and as things are going on. And by the end right. of the book, the book looks completely different at the end than it does at the beginning. So to me, that makes it a huge part of the story also. Yeah. And after that, I'm like, so you don't have to read the major comics. There's these other ones. So Mm -hmm. I became more of a fan of independent comics. The comics are always good. That's why like um, anytime somebody's doing something independent, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, because they're not trying to dive into same old, same old territory. They're bringing their new thing. You know, that's why when I first heard of Hellboy, I'm like, this is amazing. This this is amazing. Oh my God. Hellboy has just been one of my. All the image stuff. Like I really like that. The, the, oddly enough with image, the one I latched onto was Shadowhawk. Oh yeah. Shadowhawk. I have so many Shadowhawk. Yeah, you (laughs) do. Yeah, I have so many Shadowhawk comics. Yeah. I got multiples of the uh, the, the uh, covers. Yeah. They, they have the one with the, the pullout where he like pulls the mask off, but yep. it's like a six page pullout kind yep. of thing. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got two of those. Nice. But yeah, it's like, you know, all that was kind of crazy. I'm sure you remember how crazy that was. It was like, you got to get this. You got to get it. This is going to be worth money because the, yeah. the center of it's cut out. Yeah. You know? 
(laughs) Okay. There's a hole in this one. It's worth money. There's a big hole in here. (laughs) There's a hole in here. It's worth something. Some of the page is missing. It's going to be worth something. Guys, guys, did you you see the new issue that just came out? The pages are literally burned to a crisp. It's It's unreadable. Did you see they are selling the ashes of the comic that may have been produced? Yeah, I know. The big one for me, when I was a kid, the big one was... uh, there was a kiss comic book mm-hmm. and it's, oh, the kiss it was comic. printed with like their blood. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that was, it blew I, my mind. I, I, was like, oh, I literally wow. got to hold one of those when I was a kid. Um, really? My uncle had it. Yeah. Who I don't really talk to or all kinds of reasons, but mm. uh, something <laughs> happened to it eventually. But yeah, he had uh. that comic. I, I remember holding that comic as a kid. That thing so bad when I was a little kid. It had their blood in it. Like I had yeah. to have it. You know? I know, of like, course. There are bloods in it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What are, what, are, what are these pentagrams doing on the, on the floor here? What, what's going on? Go. What are you doing? No. Is that Satan? Yeah. You know, what I, what I he, think he's is. He's making chicken. Leave him alone. <laughs> you know, what, what, I, what I think is funny was um, one thing that I, even I still kind of forget a little bit is I actually used to do a lot of drawing when I was younger. Um, I remember like um like sixth grade and i got a little bit back into like eighth grade I actually i used to draw a lot of like um like ratchet and clank sly cooper yeah um like i did nice. some king i did some kingdom Hearts stuff and um <laughs> like i was i was i was really big into like like the cartoon style because like i could kind of throw my own unique twist into it and right. um for a while i actually wasn't too bad at drawing but you know when you when you kind of stop doing something you know kind of like what you were saying earlier, Dan, you like, man, would I even be able to get back into this? I was, yeah. I was upset. I, here was the first hiatus that I ever took. And I was, I think, five. And um, I was absolutely in love with uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Math. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make a comic. And I kept telling my grandparents that, like, don't bother me. I'm making a comic right now. <laughs> don't bother me. I'm making this comic. And um, hmm. I spent weeks on that comic. And yeah. uh, I, I finished it. I was, like, so proud of it. I showed my grandparents. Like, oh, look at this. Look at this. See, like, you know how when you do a thing when you're younger and you think it was, like, the best thing in the world. And then. Oh, I've got you, a story for this. If you come across this thing again when you're older. Yeah, I actually found it in one of my drawers yeah. uh, whenever, whenever I used to stay over there on the weekends. And um, I looked at this thing. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm flipping through these pages. <laughs> and they, I remember this so vividly because this physically came out of my mouth where I put I put this comic book on my bed. Yeah. And I put my hands on my hips and I go, oh. <laughs> what the fuck is this man <laughs> uh, I, I remember doing that um, the thing that I remember is I made a uh, hoverboard quote unquote whenever I was younger and here was my idea my idea was to get a skateboard take the wheels off glue a bunch of magnets to the bottom get an RC car put magnets on the top of that and drive the RC car while you're standing on top of the board. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Did it work? I never tried it because I didn't have the money to buy like hundreds of magnets oh, in an man. RC you car. Should've, you should have went on Shark Tank, man. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been like this guy. 
Is he insane? Oh, he's a kid. Well, oh, I guess kind of uh, going off uh, of what I was talking about. It was like, so like, Dan, have, you know, whenever you said that you were moving, but like, have you ever taken any, you know, kind of extended hiatuses or like, do, did you ever kind of have a period where, you know, like you didn't really quite feel satisfied of, of like what you were drawing or what you're doing, or maybe like just had a ton of writer's block. And you're kind of like, oh man, like totally done with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can tell you when I, this is maybe like 1997. Uh, I had been bringing portfolios to editors since I was like 14, right? Uh, going into New York City by myself and like walking around and going to these shows and trying to hustle work wherever I could. And it finally paid off around 97. Uh, so this is a few years out of high school. And I got, uh, I just put the pictures up recently because I just found the comics themselves. Um, and I got some work, right, doing backgrounds and then doing some figure work. And I was so monumentally disappointed with my skills, right? Yeah. That, you know, to go from being, you know, from 14 years old up until about 19, 20 years old, just constantly on the on the hunt for give me comic book work, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get it. And it was like a realization that, boy, I'm not. I'm not prepared for this at all and stop trying to do that, you know, for, for years and would always draw here and there, uh, did, did some t-shirt designs for friends, bands, things like that. Right. But never really put my all into it. And then it was about, I mean, this is going back about 10 years now. There was a situation where I, I left my job and ended up losing the one that I left it for, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like a longer story, but and that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I went one way and then ended up nowhere and ended up having a lot of time during the day. So I said to myself, well, I'm going to take advantage of this. And you know, what's one thing that really made you happy. And that was drawing why don't you do it anymore or not enough? And I didn't have a good answer. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to take care of all the parts that I never paid too much attention to like anatomy or storytelling, you know, like I never really did the homework. Right. So I sat down one day and I just said, I'm going to do all the homework now and just try yeah. to get pretty decent at this. Absolutely. So, yeah. So before that, there was a, a, a long gap of really just drawing on occasion. And then I got to that point where I was like, I'm going to do this every day. Right. Yeah. And, and did, you know, I stopped, stopped going out with friends and <clears throat> just sort of really put all my focus into it. And, you know, and, and, the, and it shows, I think, I hope in the work, right. Because even like, I can say that subjectively of my own stuff where I can look back eight years and be like, okay, I see what the problem was there, but I've learned how to correct it since mm -hmm. then. So, right. Right. So, well, yeah. All, all your art, Definitely. like, like I love your scenery stuff you do. That, that stuff's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's uh, like my most fun to do, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, so much of your stuff that I, I look at and I'm like, that's a lot of time there and love. You know, I, I can yeah. just see it. You know, it, it, yeah. it's, it's always impressed me every time, you know, I, I 
going through my feed and that oh, there's another fantastic picture <laughs> you've been waiting I to say love, that. <laughs> oh i say it to him all the time <laughs> it's always my favorite comment always always <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you too yeah. <laughs> well that became like my favorite time you know because before that my favorite time was you know going to a bar and hanging out with friends and playing pool and having some beers and you know, always doing something right, but never doing the one thing that I'm actually maybe supposed to be doing or the mm-hmm. one yeah. thing that I'm maybe sort of okay at doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was like fail at all these other things and not do the one thing that you're kind of sort of maybe okay at. So that all flipped. And then, so you're talking about, you know, pieces that you can see that love and time got put into them. It was, and it has been, and that is like my favorite time. That's that's my kit, you know. Go in the in the room and in, in front of the table, and and that's when that's when Dan is his happiest. He's yeah. got music playing, and there's a drawing to be drawn, you know. Yeah, it's a happy yeah. Dan. Yeah, happy Dan is a is an okay is okay Dan. <laughs> happy Dan is okay Dan. Yeah, I, um, I know I know exactly what you mean because uh, I've I'm a for the most part, a failed writer. Uh, I uh, fail because I don't do. So that's the biggest thing. That, that uh, is the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 I fail by not doing. Yeah. It's it's yep. not what I write that's the problem. It's it's not doing. But because, um, because doing and failing is a different thing, and it's yeah, a right. good thing actually. You know. Yeah, you grow from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Not doing something, you're never going to grow. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, like you and I talked about uh, uh, me possibly doing a short of uh, one of your comics. That's right. And you, you have put out uh, some, some stuff on your Etsy store. Right. And I got a couple things from me, which I really love. Awesome. Um, but uh, like, what was like uh, your first like real like pain job for, for anything comic related? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if there's even been one yet. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly just put out my own stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is something I'm kind of proud of, you know, and it, it changes, you know, some days I'm kind of like, boy, I should be hounding editors again now because I could probably, probably be working for someone. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been very lucky for the last 15 years to have a really good job that I love, just like a day job. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've always been of the mindset where, well, you know what, let me keep that day job going because I do love it. And I I do, uh, it it affords me the ability to have a nice life. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like how the art then is mine. Right. Because I'll, I'll give you my eight hours during the day for this thing. But then the eight hours at night are mine. Mm -hmm. And that's been one of the things that sort of kept me going doing this because it's always just for myself. And I'm basically just saying that I'm really selfish. That's another. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is what I love about your stuff, because um, anytime I see it, it is. Not to be washing your balls, by the way. You know, just, <laughs> I do love your work. It's fantastic um, art. It, it, it's just that, like, yeah. when I see it, I, I can tell that, like, you know, like, like you're really loving what you're doing at this time, and you will make a huge switch, and you'll do something else for a little while. I do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is which is good because you know keep yeah. you know keeps you loose, keeps you going. 
static artistry is boring artistry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I always kind of look at uh, what what I do myself and the art that I want to make as um, like music, right? I mean, if you're a band, if you're a one man band and if you like making music more than likely, you know, you're going to want to do a rock number, uh, a bossa nova, uh, you know, mm-hmm. something with a little Latin yeah. flair to it, right? You're not just going to keep writing the same song over and over again. Yeah, you don't want to keep so, playing the same hit over and over again. No. Yeah, why would exactly. you ever do that? Yeah. So I look at the art kind of like in that way, too, where, oh, I've played this tune now for a while. Let me learn how to play a different tune mm-hmm. and, and put down the ink. And just go buy a watercolor set, right? And then yeah. make, uh, um, you know, rocks and waterfalls for two weeks and just get totally invested in that. Walk away, go try something else because that goes back to the whole job thing. It's just me and I get to do it for myself. So mm-hmm. nobody's telling me what to do, <laughs> which right. is that's wonderful. A, that's a great way to be about it. Yeah. 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 And I'm, yep. I I totally connect with that. I, My goodness, I apologize. Coming off of a cold, so I'm still a little bit sniffly. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't really, I can't put things on paper necessarily. Like I'm, like I'm not, I'm not an artist, right? And I'm yeah. okay with that. Like that's that's not me. But one thing Same. I've always loved myself, and and other people have told me about is like, oh, like you're really good at speaking. You know, like you're really well composed. You always yeah. know what to say, and right. When get this man on a stage and it's phenomenal, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. All right. Now, hey, don't wash my balls now. <laughs> no, the no, rag no. away. No, but it's, I, I think one thing when it comes to passion it, it, that I think we all forget from time to time, it's like when we're not just satisfied with ourselves, like when we just can't satisfy ourselves enough, you know, like it, sometimes all it takes is somebody to come along and be like, hey, that was really good. Yeah. Or hey, wow. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like it reminds you, like, yeah, I like I am good at this thing. And yeah. Um, you know, when when so many people just said, like, hey, like you're really good at speaking, and like, you know, you should do this, you should do that. And um, you know, like as I got older, I started doing a lot more writing. Um, and then I kind of casually started writing just like D D campaigns, alien campaigns, like Call of Cthulhu campaigns, and then I started writing like short stories and then I eventually I started you know, getting into something bigger like novels and, you know, taking, you know, from what I have of natural ability and then kind of putting it all together from what I've learned over the years. Like, um, you know, I, I took a speech class in, in ninth grade and on the outside, it wasn't something that was really significant. But you had a speech class? Yeah, there was a speech class. I couldn't. Well, I guess you missed it. No one told me. <laughs> I took a speech class. It was it was brutal. <clears throat> yeah, but Man. I one thing I always would would notice when when people would be up there, it's like, oh man, like they're not taking this seriously. Yeah, and that that was the thing that was always firing off in my mind. Right? It's like, yeah. hey, like hey, you're taking a speech class. You know, like this is something that more or less we all have to do at some point. You know, yeah. Like, job interview presentation like anything right like it's it's a natural part of our everyday lives and honestly the better you can get at it right the the more beneficial it's going to be to you down the road so i was really determined to to learn as much as i could from that class and 
And one thing I would just always notice was like my teacher loved how I, I spoke and, and, and loved how. You're very articulate. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, he, he would always tell me he, he just loves how natural and how loose I feel up. Yeah. Um, given a presentation and how it like, it looks like, like, I was like, you're never nervous. You're never nervous. I'm like, well, uh, my heart was beating about a million times a second. You just didn't notice it. And then the the big thing for me, in my opinion, was um, theater, I think, was probably my biggest breakout in, in to me personally, because um, for a large portion of my life, uh, up until even like five or six years ago, I was an athlete. I, I thought like that was my calling and, and that's what I was going to do. Right. And so, um, you know, like I went hard at baseball and, and for, for a long time and, um, you know, I hit middle school, I play that. And overall, just when I got up on a stage, it just felt like me. Yeah. And yeah. like, and I, I, I was, I was proud of that. Like, man, all of those years I put to play in sports, like just didn't even compare to like that you know, two yeah. minute performance yeah. that I gave. And I think like it just, it, it comes out of nowhere. And uh, I think it's one thing that everybody can relate to. Just yeah. like, you never know what you're good at until you do it. Right. So, yeah, I think we all have got stories <laughs> like that. I'd go into mine, but <laughs> Yeah, the beach life's boring. That's fine. As I sit here, as I sit here and look <laughs> yeah. at the artwork, Dan, uh, I have beautiful, to say, beautiful artwork. I, I have to say, um, <laughs> the look on David's face <laughs> is my favorite part. Of the whole thing. <laughs> I was going to say, you uh, get all this detail in that, but this little spot where he's got this smirk on his face is just—I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I, I love some of the the little Easter eggs that we have in here, like these personal Easter eggs. Like I see a see a Godzilla plushie in there, and like I, I see some books. Um, oh, Terry, you're in there too. Did you know that? <laughs> I am in there. I, it's I a, know, I, I, that's that's you and not like Hurley from Lost. I, honestly, the really <laughs> you too. <laughs> the in my opinion, the my favorite thing about this thing is just the microphones spilling out of the suitcase. Mm -hmm. right? it's I love like, the chaos of it all. Yeah, it, it's it, 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 yeah, exactly. Like the chaos of it, like it all. When you look at this thing from a distance, you're like, oh, my God, like, oh, like this. And then the closer you get to it and the more you start looking at it, it's like, yeah. oh, OK, I see this. Like this means this, this means this. And it, it just. Man, that just captures the essence of us. It's a beautiful piece. <laughs> well, what's funny about the chaos of it is before even hearing the show, you drew this. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it actually works pretty well with it. For the tangent boys, <laughs> we should probably change the name. <laughs> well, so, I got I got some direction. Some yeah. good direction. That, it, but, uh, it was a barely a sketch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then <clears throat> You know, I, I, I work in layers sometimes, right? Because sometimes uh, you want to get the figures the right way. And it's also sort of nerve wracking when it's three real people, right? And yeah. like friends that you want to sort of, you know, make look good or, you know. Uh, so I worked in layers and then like the microphone thing. 
originally in the first sketch I was working on just had the one, but then I was like, well, well there's three of them though. And then that kind of worked out where the yeah. microphone then became another way to make the motion of it sort of be spinning constantly in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it was a fun one to make. It was a really fun one, actually. At first I was a little nervous because again, it was three people that are, you know, you want to, you know, impress and, uh, you know, I want it to look good for you guys. And, and it was so animated, you mm-hmm. know, in the description of what, when Terry told me like the, what the concept of the idea was, I was like, oh, that's really animated. And I need to, that's why I was like, I need to draw something else first to make sure I, I got <laughs> to grease the wheels a little bit before I get into this, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah I'm really, if I'm really it would have taken you a year, it would have been fine. It would have been fine. <laughs> honestly, good art takes a while. And yeah. my man, you yeah. delivered. Three hundred percent, more, more Man, even. That's not even a percent. My one percent, so I'm a little upset. Oh, oh, oh you've heard his feelings. Oh no, one more percent. No, but it's man, it's like I got no more words. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I just, I just love it. Like that's. Hey, I, how I, does Godzilla look? Is God is Godzilla okay? Naveed loves Godzilla. He looks angry as he should, and we are very happy about that. It <laughs> it is when I great. saw the Godzilla, I'm like, Naveed is a huge Godzilla fan. My God. Well, that's, that's the the biggest in the area, metaphorically and literally. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, also, well, yeah, I, I, guess you, there. I guess you would, I, well, tough question. I mean, either answerable or not answerable because you know you, you like you like to change things up once in a while and so you obviously like you don't like to settle on just one thing but do you have anything in particular that you would say that you know you kind of like to fall back on once in a while or you know like a favorite maybe style you you just really really enjoy doing huh. um i think what i find is that I'll fall back on certain tools that I really like. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like this one marker that even though I'm the most comfortable using it, I'll try to like stay away from it on purpose because I do feel so comfortable with it. And there's a part of me that still thinks that I need to do these things with a brush and with like a, like the dip quill. Right. Right. And uh, like the X-Men piece, for instance, I did that. With uh, I bought a bunch of Hunt 102s, which is like a really famous little ink quill for comic books that they don't make anymore. Wow. And I used to have one when I was a kid and then didn't. And I was using a different pen tip for a while. But I got those in the mail and it, it was sort of like meaningful to me to do the X-Men piece with that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you know, with the piece for the, for, for the podcast... I wanted to do something that was the most comfortable. So it is the marker for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was like me, but you, you fall back on those things because of the, the, the coziness of it all. Right. I mean, there's a reason why, and sometimes you got to just embrace it and go with it. But drawing styles, I, that's a tough one because I try to always just, if I do something different, bring it into the next thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, that's why I was kind of like, man, like it's, it's, it's tough, right? It's like, I feel like even for an artist, 
it's kind of like a sore spot because it's like, oh man, like I really don't have a favorite because, like you said, you you like to take them into the next thing. So, yeah. Um, but I I, I was just uh, I was curious to to kind of pick your brain and see if you kind yeah. of had any anything on the back burner back there. Like, oh, like you know what? What do I? What do I like? <laughs> I love uh, like chaos. I love details, yeah. but not like like we were talking earlier about James Stokoe, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at his work, and I mean, this guy's got just a million oh little God. Yeah. pin things on there, right? That's one kind of detail. I, I love um, uh, like compositional detail, where it might be a simple form, but just there's just so many of them, and the way they spin. Like I like making drawings that feel like they're moving somehow yeah absolutely i I don't even know how successful i am at that but that's sort of what draws me to doing things a certain way is that you know i I love that kind of detail yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well and like uh, as an artist you don't really have to name anybody but um has there been like like you get a you get a comic and you look at that cover and you're like oh this is awesome and you just crack that open and you look inside of it and you're like kind of going through the story and, and like that, like, uh, seems like, did they just like phone this issue in? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I mean, cause you know what it takes to do it. And it's like, right. you know, you, uh, like, you know, I, I've, I've been in bands, um, I've, you know, I've made some shorts and stuff, so I know what goes into it. So when I see somebody kind of seems like they're phoning it in, it's like, why would you, why would you waste that time? I mean, do do you ever get like an artist you love and then you can't get around what you're looking at? Does that, does that ever kind of, kind of mess with you? Well, you know, I'll take what you're asking and sort of alter it a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Because it makes me think of, occasionally I'll get commissioned to do recreations of covers, right? Or Mm. mostly covers. Okay. Like an old comic book cover. Hey, can you recreate this for me? Sure. And I'll do it sort of in the style to a degree, but it'd also be like 80% my style, but the same composition and essentially the same thing. Um, And, but so there's a X-Men cover. uh, What is, she was that it's like two oh two twenty one or something like that. Um, uh, that's a, the wrong number, but it's around that area. It's a really famous cover, right? And it's one that I always loved. And you just see it all the time, and you're always like, "Oh, that's a brilliant cover. I love that." But you don't really ever. I never needed to inspect it or take it apart, right? And somebody commissioned me to, to recreate that cover, and I was like, "Okay, cool. This is going to be difficult." But then you start submerging yourself in the in the lines of it all and seeing how this was a uh uh, john romita jr did the cover art right right and and when you start looking at it and start really paying attention to how he did it because you gotta kind of redo it yourself you can tell that it's sort of like 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 uh done like a slapdash kind of like fashion you know where he's just such a talented little with the figures that he's not really spending a lot of time getting them perfect because he can do it well enough that it's just about right. And you can see that it, there's certain lines on there that are, that are just hand gestures. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, I'll spend so much time taking a figure and then I'll work on tracing paper often 
So I'll do a quick little free sketch of a figure and how they're moving and then put another piece of tracing paper on, t- on top of that and sort of then start working out the, the, the muscle and the better, stronger figure, right? And then do another paper on top of that and build these things up. But a guy like John Romita Jr. has just got such an, you know, an intense talent that he can just do something, but it's also kind of horseshit too at the same time. You know I mean? Like, like, like fuck just this guy, like, yeah. yeah, like all of a sudden that cover that in my head was like the most perfect thing. You can tell he just sort of like, you know, I just kind of like, you know, knocked that thing out in a couple hours and that was it. And he was happy with it. And that's yeah. it. All yeah. done. You All know? done. Oh, it's really well known now? Shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, okay. Well, so, so Dan, so you like a lot of, so you like, you like movement, which is, is important in pieces, right? right. Cause you, you want to look at it and you want to be taken in a, in, in a direction. So, right. um, and again, referencing the, you know, the, the, the drawing here, you know, and, and like I, I pointed out the microphones and how they, they're all kind of going in their own directions. And, and it looks right. like, you know, like there's this spinning image captured. So like, w- would you, <clears throat> is that like your, you know, kind of like your universal technique to, to show direction in your drawings is again, like, like it, it's you making these, right? So, right. you know, if in your mind, you're like, oh, I want my character to look like he's spinning left or spinning right. What type of approach would you would you take to universally show to to everyone that's going to see this thing that like oh yeah 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 it looks like they're spinning left or like they're spinning right? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, because when you're trying to make one piece of it, well, like one of the characters kind of like leaning this way, you have to balance that with what the other two guys are doing right or what the microphones are doing or what everything else has to you're searching for like harmony right that's that's the big thing for me and that sort of dictates the movement because if if the overall piece has a harmonious feeling to it then you can kind of go in different directions around that and you as long as you maintain that harmonious center it kind of helps that happen Right. Uh, I don't yeah. know, does that make any sense? You know what yeah, I mean? no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes complete sense. You wanna, you know, keep your keep your focal point where, where it needs to be. So you, yeah. You yeah. Know, you if, if you know the viewer can look at an entire thing and sort of take it in at once, then you know that it's moderately successful, right? So then you want them to be able to capture it all in one in one go and then be able to go into it and be like, oh look, look at the way he's going that way. And this you find those kind of details in it then. Right, right. So yeah. If the overall has a, a you know a, a, a quality to it, then the inside of it is going to probably hold up, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Of course, you know, like that, uh, like that whole thing that we would have to do in English class, where you know, like we would, mm. uh, like read like a like an article or or like a short story and be like, all right, we'll explain it in a way to somebody as if like they've never read it before. Right. So you're, you're showing this, this, this style that somebody's most likely never seen before and you want them to get the whole idea of it. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I, I could honestly understand like how tough that could be and how many directions that could take you like, Oh man, well, what if they don't see it like this way? What if they don't see it like this way? And so, 
that that's that's another thing that I could um, definitely see. You know, you kind of scratching your head about like, yeah, how how would I how would I capture this? Hmm. Yeah, well, that's why in your in my head when I'm looking at it, it's all just a bunch of shapes, right? I mean, it's all triangles and squares and cylinders, and and, and that's kind of what I, I'm seeing in the in the in the drafting of the whole idea. And then I'll go in and turn that square into this object and turn that cylinder into that object. But at the beginning stage, if all those things are just shapes and simple ones, then you can kind of see how they all interact with each other. And then that sort of allows you to, to start really fucking with it and, and, you know, putting some more time into it then. But that is the fun part. That is yeah. the fun stage at the beginning. When you get that little weird composition in your head worked out, you're like, okay, I got it. Now it's just the hard work of turning those things into that, you know? Huh. As, uh, as the famous Garth Marenghi once said, whenever I sit down at the typewriter, I just start typing down letters. It's getting yeah. them in the right order. That's the trick. <laughs> true. Whoa. So true. Oh, so on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, usually, do you have a, uh, Do you just like kind of have ideas that percolate and then you just like whatever one seems to catch or do you just kind of sit down and be like, all right, this is what I'm doing today? Yeah. Um, it depends, you know, I mean, with the comic book stuff, there's less of that because it's just kind of like, oh, I want to draw a cool X-Men thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, a couple months ago, I was doing these pieces where it was just like pure destruction, right? And it's just walls falling down and, and, and mm -hmm. beams and wires. And it was just buildings collapsed on top of each other. And I did like these three or four big giant pieces of just that where you, you there is nothing else there. It's just pure destruction. There's a ton of little details in there. But, but that was all kind of born from the state of the world mm -hmm. to some degree. You know, um, I started that around like, the election and then leading into like the whole, I mean, I'm not to get political here at all, but it, it, you know, at the, at, at the beginning of the year and the end of last year and coming off of what we just all lived through all of 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions going on. There's like a lot yeah. of thoughts and a lot of things. And it just started to feel like too much. And it felt like, and all of the things that were there felt like not good things, you know? Yeah. And that sort of turned into me thinking about, um, you know, like a building falling apart. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, it, 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 I don't know that it's like, it's hard to explain like the little weird emotional things that go on in your head, you know, but, no, but that's sort of, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like thinking about that. And then I was like, well, if I'm thinking about that, let me try to turn that into something. And, and then you start, you, there's like a week or two where <clears throat> you don't really know what you're going to draw, but you know the feeling that you have and, and you're trying to figure out a way to express that. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, it slowly turns into, well, I just, you know, I feel like it's, uh, uh, um, it's a lot in one. Right. And that might be the first thought you have where it, you just want an image that it, there's no light, right? I don't even mean like in a dark, you know, like morbid, grim dark kind of way. I mean like there's just like solidity to it, you know, and there's mm -hmm. just 
so much happening in one place and it's just all there for you to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what is that, you know? And then that turns into a wall that's collapsed and all the little cracks and the pebbles that fall off of that thing. And that, that becomes like the thing in your head then, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. sort of like the, 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 the process between for something like that. Yeah. And that turns into, boy, I just want to draw something that is just completely corrupted, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and there's so many beautiful little details in that. That's going to be the solidity. That's the solid thing I'm looking for. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, like I've been following your art for a while. So yeah, a long time seeing, seeing all the stuff you do. And like I said, you know, the, the scenery stuff you do, the buildings and all that. And then I remember you doing all that stuff and it, it had the exact same detail. And, uh, it's, it's nice to kind of know, you know, what, what, you know, you were kind of, kind of going for with it. Um, yeah. It it just had that 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 definite uh, look of you know things falling apart. So it's kind of like is Dan okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Because this this once beautiful buildings are not beautiful buildings anymore. They're a beautiful no. disaster now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. Well, that was it. Like to to try to find like the beauty in that too. That's yeah. Like, because there was it was from like an optimistic point of view or mm-hmm. trying to find optimism. That was the whole idea, you know. Um, so to take that sort of notion that's in your head or that feeling and be like, well, how do I turn this into something that's constructive or yeah. is a piece of art or is a solid sentence that I can repeat to another human and they'll get, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing is finding then the the prettiness of that. And, you know, you try <laughs> and then you stop and then you're like, all right, I'll do something else now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and since I have to mention him on every podcast, apparently, uh, <laughs> that's what I always love about like David Lynch's stuff, like his photography. Yeah. Um, yeah. like, like he does a lot of weird stuff with meat and ants and stuff. Right. Cause yeah. you know, he's, you know, finds a beauty in, in, in that destruction, like, you know, stuff he did with eraser head, you know, that, that, that darkness, um, that weird baby, the weird baby stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just all that, you know, even his, his stuff with twin peaks and all that. Um, just a beauty in destroying something, you know, the, because something can look really cool when yeah. it's in pieces, you know, even, you know, if it, you know, arguably looked better when it wasn't in pieces, but sometimes in pieces, it has like a new character, a new, a yeah. new meaning to it. Yeah. Right. And I, this, I mean, this, this is kind of a, a tough one too, but um, since we were kind of, like mentioning just like emotions and 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 how that just affects an, an initial drawing and in a thought process dan like i guess i would say what was what would be you know potentially your prime spot like in i guess prime emotional state that you you like being in when when you're doing your work you know kind of how like van gogh had his craziness and Chopped and, off that ear, and 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 Beethoven experienced a, a lot uh, when writing, just from the vibrations that he would potentially feel, and and, and the interactions that he had with the world from right. from, from being deaf. So, kind of going off of that, like, what are you are you feeling when when whenever you're drawing? Well, if it's the comic book kind of stuff, right? Like, 
take for instance the x-men piece that we were just talking about from just last week or so i mean that is just hey dan be five years old again Hmm. for the next like (laughs) you know for four nights and you know that's about it just be a little kid and enjoy every second of it and you you know i'll have like comic books around me while i'm working on it and if i stop drawing i'll look over and just look at some covers and just sort of i i love that that kind of feeling right that's great um and and part of the reason why you do different types of work is because not everything can be just that joy that joyful you know so or maybe you just don't feel that kind of joyful about anything because, uh, you know, uh, something happened with your lady or your guy or your, your job or your family, whatever. Right. So in those kinds of moments, um, I find that it's best for me to just sort of go with, whatever I'm thinking of and then try that like the the destruction kind of drawings. I mean, really that came from angst that came from sort of feeling pain or awkwardness or worry. So Mm -hmm. that might not turn into art right away, but it'll be a thought process that'll happen first. But then I, I, I can enjoy that. And that's sort of how I'll get through those kind of thoughts by turning them into something constructive. Right. And then turning them into something I can make. And then while you're making it, um, it depends, you know, it's not, you know, artwork is a lot of work more than art, right? So yeah. Yeah. the emotional kind of aspect of it is happening on a different plane or it's happening before. But then when you're doing it, it's a good chance to sort of uh, like unplug and just think about what tools am I going to use? How am I going to pull this off? How can I, how can I, how can I draw that shape freehand, you know? Uh, so. That's the whole thing is, is you kind of go through a thought process and then you can kind of put that aside because now it's time to get to work. And that's how you, that's how I will get through things, you know? So it's through the work is almost sort of like, uh, like you're punching in, you know? Yeah. I got a a job to do now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I went through it. Now I got a job to do. Let me get to it now. And then, then you're, you're gravy, you know, cause then you're yeah. getting something done and you're doing something. Yeah. yeah. I know it's exactly what you mean with that. Uh, cause something that happens to me is there'll be nights where I'll just sit down in front of my laptop and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to type. And like, I just sort of like disassociate or something. Yeah. Like my, yeah. my head's just like, like I'm there, but like my brain's like just in some sort of expanse. Now you will come back and I'm like, oh, I finished something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a, a lot of people will, will, will t- at least your good friends will tell you, like when they're, whenever you, you might be going through something and, you know, you, you wake up and you don't really feel like doing anything. You know, you're like, oh man, the yeah. world sucks. I hate my yeah. life. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to, I don't want to do anything ever again. And then like, you got your buddy that comes along. He's just like, you know what? You just got to go do something. Yeah. Like just go do yeah. anything, you know? And, uh, one thing that I can say is when I might, you know, be going through something during my day and, and, uh, I go in a clock and at work, you know, like I, like I work overnight, so you know, something might happen at like five o'clock, right. And I, like I clock in at seven and it just, you know, like whenever, um, you know, like I might be unloading something or, or put something away or, you know, like maybe organizing this area, like I'm, I'm 
I'm thinking about that, right? And, and not what happened two hours, three hours prior, because right. like I, I enjoy being busy. And, and then whenever, you know, like yeah. I, I get home and like I sit down on my bed, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm all good now. Yeah. You know? It's right. like, it's all right. So, yeah, I, I definitely get you. I, I, I was mentioning that uh, whenever I asked you it, just because um, whenever you were talking about like emotions and, and you know, like the, the state of the world and, and that being reflected in your drawings, right. it actually made me think of a movie that I actually enjoy quite a bit called The Forager, um, starring John Travolta. Yeah. And uh, like I they, John Travolta was good, right? <laughs> and not insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, they, like they they'd steal paintings and then he would replicate them and, and put them back. So I think it was, I think the Mon- I think it was the Mona Lisa that they stole. Yeah. And yeah. he, he couldn't recreate it because I, I, I guess like he had to be in the same headspace that the, the artist was before while, while they were painting it. So, and then whenever right. he, that scene wherever he was going through the thing with, with his son and, and just things at home and, he just felt sad and like he, he picked up a paintbrush and he was able to perfectly recreate the Mona Lisa. So I, yeah. I, I was thinking about that. Like if, yeah. like if artists kind of maybe go through that, that thought process once in a while, that like you could just be in absolute tears, but you're, you're still drawing this thing because you want to do it so yeah. bad. So, yeah, I think that reminds me of uh, what my dad was saying earlier with the croaks. That's sort of just how that comic uh, came to be. Yeah. It was, um, it was his brother that uh like died, right? No? No, it was his fiance. Yeah. His fiance. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just all that grief just poured right into the comic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, well, it's I'm, beautiful. I'm, I'm, and that's like great art that you love, right? I mean, if there's some sort of emotional uh foundation to anything, that's what we all as viewers, whether it's a movie or a song or art, that's where you find that connection and where art becomes great because that yeah. has there's something in there that you mm-hmm. can sense, right? Mm-hmm. That it came from a real place. So, yeah. Well, there's a weird thing with me. There's there's a lot of bands I listen to that, uh, like, I, I'll hear an album from them. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this album so much. Right. And then it never fails. Find out that, like, none of them were talking to each other. They were fighting the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Like, my, uh, yeah, yeah it's a great example. Uh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac's uh, um, Rumors album. You know, it's yep. like one of the biggest albums ever. One of the greatest, you know, some of the greatest songs are on that album. And, you know, they even had a song about being together when they were not together. Yeah, it was a uh, the chain. Yeah, the chain. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, like, um, I guess uh, the Black Crows, when they did their Amorica album, like I love that album. And apparently it was kind of, you know, a little tense when they were making it. But uh, I think emotion brings more to art you know depend not depending on you know what type of art it could be anything it could be photography children's right. book whatever you know when yeah. when you, you get emotion involved you know it, it it will get you you know it'll get you that red line and you'll you'll crank it out yeah yeah it's, you know sometimes it's not even emotion it's just it's passion you know mm-hmm. and if if the person who's making whatever it is has that. Yeah. It's, it's contagious and it, it transcends mm-hmm. and it stays locked inside this thing that you make and then other people can access it. You know? Well, I think that's why, uh, like you, you, you know, 
kind of going back to when I was saying about, you know, you flipping through a book and not seeing that in there. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like that yeah. with anything. You know, yep. you're excited to see a movie from somebody and it's like, um, okay. You know what? <laughs> I was actually thinking about something because um, actually I saw about this because uh, Spike, I think it was Spike Lee, uh, did a remake of, have you guys heard of the movie Old Boy? Yeah. 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 I, I've, sure. I've watched Old Boy. Yeah. It's a very upsetting ending. The, like the Korean, <laughs> the Korean, uh, was it the, the Japanese one, right? No. Uh, no, the Korean, the Korean? One. it's Korean. Yeah. I keep for, I keep mixing this up for some reason, but it was a Japanese comic turned into a Korean movie. But anyway, because, mm-hmm. and that's like considered like a very good movie, but like they decided to make an American remake with the, uh, with James Brawl and Josh Brawl. Jo- Josh Brawl. <laughs> James Brawl. <Yeah. laughs> James Brawl and one work too. <laughs> um, jo- uh, Josh Brawl and, and like I, I saw some like interviews, uh, that Spike Lee did about the movie. And like, you can see it in him where he just had like no interest in doing this. It was like that versus like any other interview or something that he's like real energetic about. And like, it's definitely something where you can tell whenever they gave their all in something like that. Well, he did. uh, I remember when kind of people were uh, like riding him saying, well, you're just doing these kinds of movies. Cause you know, Spike Lee kind of doing, uh, I don't want to say racially charged movies but a lot of race stuff in it and then he was like fine so he did inside man and i love that movie that might be my favorite spike movie (laughs) because i i think that like i think his drive to you know prove people wrong i think it gave him a a little more something that maybe he was lacking that people noticed he might have been lacking because do the right things fantastic movie and then uh he his movies after that kind of waned some and then it's almost like that movie you know he put a lot into and to prove like yeah i can do this and after he did it he's like no i'm gonna go back to what i like doing so yeah (laughs) yeah which makes sense yeah um here here's a here's here's a good question um what uh what's your what's your favorite comic cover dan Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. so I, I figured Dan will have a, a one before you two, but yeah. I, I already have mine queued up. Uh, I think I'm going to go with, there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like just really like you can uh, excuse me. remember the first time you saw it and it's, it's just locked in there at all times. Um, I'll go with one. It's like Secret Wars. I think it's number four or six. And it's the one where the big rock mountain is collapsing on top of all the heroes and the Hulk is just holding it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, what? A, it's like a pretty simple drawing for the most part. But that thing is, is just burned into my, my skull forever. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'll say that one because it's that would be it's a tough question for me too. There's a lot, but yeah. I love that cover. I love that cover. That's a good one. That I, is I, a good one. Yeah, that's I, number I think four. About that. Do you have the picture? Up? What? Do you have the picture? Up? Oh my dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did I get the number right? What is it? It's number four. Yeah, it is number four. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Now I'm cheating now because I'm going to go ahead and so I give these guys a little more time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Batman. Uh, 227 that is an iconic cover 
it's it's kind of a remake of a cover uh yeah for batman uh, detective comics 31 but i love the gothiness and like it just looks like uh like a cheap a cheap uh like uh pulp novel cover like i I, I absolutely love that cover when i think of batman that's what i think of that is a perfect cover to represent that Mm -hmm. so my god zach i hate this question (laughs) (laughs) i i i've i've had two for the longest time but probably the first one i came into contact with is uh whenever i read um uh death of superman Mm -hmm. right with with superman's cape draped over this this stick and 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 you know pretty much his grave where he was killed like where he was where he was standing and that you know like looking at the cover alone like when it when it first came out and like you're looking at this and you're like oh well it says the death of superman so what's going to happen but it's like when you read it and then you know years later you come back and read it again you look at this cover it it hits you in a different way yeah and you're just like man and but um and the reason why i said two was i had another one um you guys might be familiar with it is the um captain america no more cover um, oh my god I'm trying to this one, this one yeah right oh my yeah, god it, it just it, it, it's as it's as iconic as yeah, the spider-man it, no more yeah absolutely and if you think about you know who captain america is right mm-hmm. he's always optimistic right he, he's always he's humble and he's just he's that pure representation of what a hero is right mm-hmm. and, and whenever you see him staring at the ground feeling absolutely defeated with the the american flag in the background tattered at the bottom of uh, of the floor it, it's just it, it's absolutely perfect of what it's trying to encompass and i would even argue with this one that like you wouldn't even have to read the comic to understand like mm-hmm. what this is going to be about right so mm-hmm. um th- those are probably the the two to me that that come to mind as in terms of, of favorite covers so i've got two <laughs> i've got three <laughs> i've got seven um, i got an artist's whole collection <laughs> so more of a more uh, simple one uh is i'm a really big fan of mike mignola's art style i love it uh and one piece that i really like is uh sort of uh, just the art for a seed of destruction. I just think it's a really classic piece. Just Hellboy standing in the foreground, right hand of doom gripped, and just in the background is all this stuff like Rasputin, uh, just the Frogman and the Nazi occult uh, logo. Yeah, you've you, you showed me this one in the past. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, I, I really admire this one too. Like like you said, like it, it's subtle, but again, you know, back to that whole. Like when you understand the meaning of it, right? It's yeah, it's different. You know, right. you, like you it when you understand the angle that that it's supposed to shoot at, um, what it's supposed to shoot to you. Yeah, and you you look at that a second time, and you go, man, like yeah. like I really understand like what was what was happening there. Um, and I think my my second one is this is probably one of the more iconic ones. I love it so much. Is the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic cover. Oh, it's a great one. It's mm-hmm. such a yeah. nice piece. Yeah, just yeah. all four of them standing, New York in the shadows, ready for yeah. action. It's such an iconic piece. 
It, yeah. And honestly, how can you not love it? I was. It's actually funny that you said that because I was. Who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody the other day about turtles, and um, that came up. Yeah, and then like like you compare the very first issue to the last Ronin, and then you're like, oh man, yeah, oh what happened? Because <laughs> like that's what the Ninja Turtles are. You're like they're goofy and like. But yet, like, you know, like when they get in a versus they, the very first th- few issues, which they were extremely serious. Yeah. And like when they get into it, they're like, boom, serious face. Right. So um, they, they loved Eastman and uh, Eastman and Laird loved Frank Miller. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like he, that whole his story. work is in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, yeah. Oh, the, the, whole yeah the whole Daredevil connection. It's fun. With the toxic. uh liquid that was like from the one that daredevil got it from like, yeah. yeah yeah which sadly it took a while till i i got that i had to get told it but i was young so it's just sort of stuck with me oh are you yeah. saying that's your uh um your way out yeah you told it to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you did it yeah you, did. you were the one that told me well okay well, since well, let, let, let me let, let me throw let me throw somebody out. Let me throw somebody out here. Um, so anytime I would see art by Dave McKeon, I was in. That is I, I love Dave McKeon. Yeah, He's, like like, oh. like every Sandman cover I loved. I wanted to say every Sandman cover, but I was like, no, that's too broad. There's so <laughs> many good ones. Yeah. It, it it's hard to pinpoint one of those so and, and like for the longest time i i was you know i was trying to to take kind of what he was doing physically and trying to do it in photoshop for for the longest time but yeah like it, it became apparent to me my photoshop skills were uh <laughs> were not lacking yeah they were lacking <laughs> But there, buddy. Um, I had done a couple little things in school where I did some stuff with Photoshop and people were like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Photoshop's pretty fun. Um, it's a great way to lie. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I must die lie. But like what you do uh, to me, that's that's a huge skill. Like, yeah, yeah, you can learn how to do a lot of this stuff and manipulate things in in uh photoshop and digitally but like to me pen and paper when it comes to to art like this is it's always gonna be it it's just always been mind-blowing for me same i've I've seen people that do digital things where i'm like oh this is really awesome this is great but it's like you know knowing what's gone into uh a physical piece physical piece is always is always gonna so it, it's always going to, you know, knock my socks off. Right. Every yeah. time. Uh, especially where, when it, it's kind of just between you, you know, mm-hmm. or, or something that not many people would, would, would understand or, you know, maybe you haven't told them. Like one thing, uh, one piece of art that um, I like to think of is uh, actually Naveed um, a little while back had um, a piece of art commissioned with the two of us oh yeah and, uh, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was um because we were 
uh, playing Fallout 76 and we were uh, in, uh, oh my God, NCR Ranger attire. And Naveed was like, hey, you know what would be cool? It's like, there was a picture of us in this. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Well, the very next day, he was like, hey, I got an art, got an art piece commission for us. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And oh, man, like, it was a, a couple of weeks went by. And um, when he, finally sent me the the final product like it like it brought me to tears it's a great picture just because like it's you know like it's him and i and and it's just it's something that the two of i the two of us shared and you know like we were just playing playstation and then and then eventually you know like we got that made of the two of us right and i should we bring up the controversy? Okay. Okay. All right. Since you saw, since you this, asked, this, here, is, this is pretty the, funny. It's, it's good. So on the, after the sensitive note, um, here's the, butt in this, <laughs> <laughs> I, I told Terry that Naveed got an art, an artwork commission for us. <laughs> Meaning Terry included. Well, right. and and what did I say? <laughs> I said I went. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and then I was like, No, no, I'm sure that it's the three of us. Well, it wasn't the three of us. It was not the three of us. <laughs> it wasn't the three of us. <laughs> it's so when when the beat showed me, I point I pointed at the Zach and went, See, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> well, oh my God, you, Terry. <laughs> but I saw the humor in it. It yeah, but I, I I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm getting around to uh since Terry stole my question, I guess I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll change it up a bit a bit and and say Dan, if you if you can, what is your most admired piece of artwork? Just period. Like it can be comic cover, maybe maybe it's a comic cover, maybe it's you know, a classic could be a panel. Uh, maybe it's a panel. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's a panel. Maybe it's street art that you've seen somewhere. Contemporary. It could be anything. Ooh, uh, well, like like uh, like a high-minded, highfalutinous art, right? There's this one Matisse painting where it's like uh, the boy at the piano. And I used to go into the museum and I would just stare at that thing for a long time. I love that painting. Um, but as far as... Um, Comic book art goes a piece of art that I love. Well, that's a tough one. That's a tough question. It's always a tough me. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where we're we're picking hmm. your brain. We're 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 digging there, in there. There is um certain panels that I can just think back to. You know, I, I on my like Facebook I put up this shot of uh, Snake Eyes from an old GI Joe comic mm-hmm. shooting his these best GI Joe character. <laughs> Best, yeah, I, I could just stare at that little drawing forever. You yeah, know? I don't even know who drew it because those artists weren't super, you know, famous. Those guys, some of those guys. Um, uh, I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one for now. Yeah, that's a tough one. I have to like think about that for a second. You're locking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I, I think about it from time to time. And that, that's why I was kind of asking, because like I honestly think mm. it's kind of one of the, like the bullshit sides of, of human <laughs> thinking. It's like, man, I really, really like this and I like this, but 
I don't know what my favorite is. That's why I think it's a complete lie yeah. whenever someone says, like, this is my favorite song or something. This is my favorite movie. Like, sure, you're going to love that, but is it really your favorite? It's yes, last time yeah. you had my favorite. Movie. Shush. <laughs> yeah, you you guys are. I know you love some, some movie. Intense eye contact there. <laughs> Him and his bloodshot eyes. Well, I, I think it's I think it's kind of bullshit where some like whether it's like a scientist or a, a sweaty redditor would would, <laughs> would, would, would would I am that sweaty redditor would sit there and write a a two-day paragraph was like oh my god well humans you know we age so our how we perceive things are going to change so you never really can have a favorite thing but it's like and that's why Justin Bieber is the worst artist ever and that we should bully him. Yeah, but it's like it's like, well, um I can get behind that. You know, you know, shut your your virgin mouth and and let the the real people sit down here and have a discussion like Lobby Boys Podcast, merch in the link. And um, talk about favorite arts. And it's and yeah, Dan, like you're right. It, it, it's tough, but it's a tough one, yeah. I think when you when somebody forces you to answer a question like i am right now you know you're, you're kind of like <laughs> whenever man what is my favorite <laughs> no, well, that, you i've had a couple answer. of seconds to think here and it's okay. funny because there there's a, a a name connection here that's just sort of a um by chance right but the very last terry and the pirate strip this is a milk kniff and okay. This is probably from like the late fifties. Maybe this came out or late forties. Um, I can't figure out how to send it to you guys, but it's we can Google it. I can, yeah, I can send it to. Uh, you can send it in the Discord. Um, I don't have it on the, the computer though, so oh. hang on one second. Uh, I'm going to do one of these on the Instagram. This is like funniest. one of my favorite pieces of comic art ever. I'm going to send it to you, Terry. Hang okay. on one second. Well, we can send it and I could just—it's just there's so much going on in this thing. It's so perfect, so perfect. I just sent it. That's one of them. Oh, Dan, uh, oh, Dan you just sent answer. us your uh, social security. Oh <laughs> no! Are you saying the final, the final, final panel? Oh, uh, what is or this? Or just the whole, uh, the whole, two, that three, whole page? Five. That okay. whole. That whole page of art, that whole sequence, the whole situation where he's saying goodbye and then they come back and embrace. That's just a beautiful piece of art. I, yeah. I love Kniff. He's like one of my favorite artists in general. Oh, yeah, that's really nice looking. It's just uh, storytelling oh, wow. is yeah. profound in that thing. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. And the art. It's beautiful. Yeah. The, Not uh, my favorite of all time, but that's that's an answer. That's yeah. my answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's up there. It's up there. No, no, yeah. it's... He's it, gone out the jigsaw trap. <laughs> If I could take that and like blow that up into a giant poster, I would get it at the nicest frame possible for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man, I but. love big ass posters. <laughs> I, well, <Look> up. <laughs> you know, man, I love big ass posters. <laughs> you I love Hold my on. Nicki Minaj I'm just start poster. It's called Big Ass. <laughs> <laughs> just to make posters. <laughs> My friend Justin has a, a little two-year-old beautiful girl and she's been doodling, right? Yeah. And she did this doodle. I mean, it's just like scratches on the piece of paper. Mm -hmm. But I said to Justin, my pal, I said, hey, scan that thing for me. 
I love it. And I had this company that does big ass posters printed for me. <laughs> that's why. That's why. And that's going up on the wall. So yeah, nice. I agree. Big ass posters are awesome. They're always good. You yep. you know, um, something that I thought was really really cute. I don't have it anymore, but I like I still remember it to this day. When my uh, my brother, the youngest sibling of of ours, he when if he was really really young, like he was like one or two. Um, right. He, my grandmother would would buy him like the, these coloring books to to kind of keep him distracted, and there was this zoo panel uh, page that he had, and he painted all of the animals different colors, obviously, yeah. right? But it was interesting because he he painted the lion like this teal color and painted his the the top of his tail purple and he painted like the, the spots on the giraffe red and, and painted like the giraffe like this like this cream color and it was i don't know like i was looking at it, i'm like this is this is really really interesting and yeah. maybe it was just me because nobody else saw the fascination in it like, <laughs> I, I i showed my sister i'm like hey well this is pretty cool right and she was pretty young too so she probably doesn't remember she was like, oh, what is this? She, he didn't color them right. <laughs> I'm like, well, this doesn't look right. I'm like, well, that's. It is not correct. And it, I probably remember it so much because when Avatar eventually came out and, you know, Pandora doesn't follow the traditional spectrum of colors of animals, right? And it reminded me of that. And I was like, huh, pretty cool. What the fuck are you laughing about? No, I, I just remember this video. I'll have to show it to, to you guys after this, but. <laughs> this is great for a guest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I'll send it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> but what, what, what I'm basically trying to say, Dan, is, is that, you know, like uh, the your, fr- your friend's two-year-old, right? That's, uh, you know, like you got this thing made. It just scratches, right? It's. Right. Like it, it can be anything, right? And uh oh, man, I wish I wish I had that page because I would yeah. get that made into a big ass poster. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. I really yep. I really would. Like I really would. And I, I I think about it from time to time and like I don't know why I loved it so much. I just thought it was so creative because I grew up knowing that lions weren't teal and their purples and their tails weren't purple and, and giraffe spots weren't red. So I I Thought it was really, really neat. Unless you're colorblind. I swear to God, I'm not colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) So here, let let me ask you guys a question. Uh What's what's your cinema version of that? You know, like a scene. It doesn't have to be like a a single image from a film, but like, uh, I'll answer mine first. Uh, To me, like that, the Godfather's office when they're coming to him, right? Yeah, and like mm-hmm. that, that uh, you can smell that room. You can oh, hear yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the the way the 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 shadows work in that room. That just that's like a perfect little cinematic scene, right? Do you guys have one where it's like that perfect scene, that perfect you you get everything about it, and you just want to be in that, and you can watch that a million times. Not. Oh, this is such a loaded question for me. I've got so many, but the one that I think about a good bit, that's probably one that I will always enjoy, is Samuel L. Jackson's monologue scene in Pulp Fiction, where they go into the apartment 
and he's just talking to all of them. It's just like you can feel like the tension in that scene and yeah. how he's just sort of like getting them all like somewhat comfortable and stuff before, you know, th- uh, they unleash hell. Yeah. It's it, it's just such a f- great scene. I love it, too, because there's no soundtrack to it. Just absolute silence. Mm-hmm. Just the, That's a great one. It's great. All right, Dan, one of my favorites well, for sure. You're you're turning the tables on us, and you're asking us questions <laughs> now. So, um, can't let you down with this one. No. But I, I, whenever I went to go see Star Wars: The Last Jedi, right. so sorry, Star Wars fan, <laughs> for this 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 movie that that is hated so much. But it's okay, I like this. It's my second favorite Star Wars. Movie. The standoff. Between Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker on crate. Right. It's oh my god. It's, like, such it, a it's nice so gorgeous. Like it, it's this after this battle on the salt flats and and um, you know, Ben trying to have Luke decimated into a billion pieces, and so all this red salt's been kicked up and and the sun is low on the horizon, and like there's this wide range of scale in distance between the two characters and right. and 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 ben is just standing there with a saber ready to, and luke is just standing there so calm it's to me like i really felt both the the light side and the dark side of the force like if i'm looking at the left half of the screen i'm seeing red and if i'm looking at the right half I'm seeing blue and it just creates this perfect balance uh, of of what Star Wars initially encaptures, right? It is yeah. good versus evil. And yeah. but it's just so much more than that because like Ben is so conflicted at this point. Like he's so confused, like he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And it's just like if I could oh, I need to I need I need to get a screenshot of that. I gotta make I, <laughs> you can have a big ass I gotta get a big ass poster big of that because poster. it's big just there you go. I Terry and I have talked about this one whenever we went out to eat one morning, but like I told him that that's one of my favorite battles in Star Wars. It is a really good fight scene. Right, and just like don't suck up to me. No, I'm agreeing because <laughs> just the pure rage that the Adam Driver is exuding as Kylo Ren is fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't know what it is, but that man is great at just projecting pure hatred and rage. Oh, yeah. Now, absolutely, of course, we will be doing Star Wars at some point. Yeah, no but doubt. That is a conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. But that, that to me is probably my favorite piece of, of cinematic just shot. Yeah. And... It, it's like I said, like it's it's positioned perfectly that I could make that a screenshot. And yeah, like that's easily a yeah. big ass poster right there. Oh, definitely. That's I'm gonna get I'm gonna, <laughs> this a big ass poster right there. <laughs> I sent you the company that did my big ass poster. Yeah, yes, yeah. Send that company over. I'll, I'm bigassposters.com. Big ass poster. I had to take some measurements. That's what it's called. Yeah. How big's my room? <laughs> 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 Got to measure this wall. How often big am I really to never leave to keep this up? How much is my next paycheck? How <laughs> about you, kid? It's on mine. You did? Yeah. Pulp Fiction. That's right. Do you want my ne- do you want my other one? No. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about mine. All right. Uh this is a movie that Naveed needs to rewatch because uh the first time he watched it, he was so bored with it. The Lost Highway. No. Um 
Once Upon a Time in the West. I watched that again. Oh, the beginning. Really? Of it. That is a great scene. Yeah. I did rewatch it. It's it. it it just might be one of the most perfect beginnings it to is. set the mood for what you're about to see. It's a great one. Isn't it yeah. like 10 minutes, isn't it? It's something like that. But yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, all the way up and then Charles Bronson comes in. Well, too, isn't it like minutes and minutes before anybody even speaks too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's not, <laughs> no sound not a lot of talking in that. Just, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's all atmosphere. It's Brilliant though. Oh man, that's a great one. Yeah. It is yeah, definitely it's, it's, a really good it's scene. Absolutely doing what movies should do. Show and it's yeah. not telling. So yep. did we did we succeed, Dan? Did did uh yeah. did our answers <laughs> suffice? You exceed my expectations. You did a good <laughs> I like it. Honorary yeah. lobby boy. So oh, honorary <laughs> lobby boy. Yeah. Give it, we'll, send you, we'll send you the patch in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Is it for anything like the Kiss Army? I'm stoked. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Well, all right, Dan. All righty. Uh, it was so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for coming Absolutely on. Absolutely a treat. Uh, Absolutely yeah. going to have you back sometime. For sure. Likewise. And I'd love to. Anytime. Oh, That's awesome. Perfect. perfect. I just... Man, like Dan, like again, couldn't express any more gratitude towards the the art and um, you know, again, what Terry said, just you coming right. on today. Um, you know, we like we've been wanting to do this for a, a little while now, so we're really glad that we were able to to do it today. Yeah. And and uh, of course, for for everybody listening, we are practicing social distancing. Um, so Dan <laughs> is not in the room with us. He is <laughs> safely in another location. She is astro projecting right now. Yes, yes. yes. We, we do have a lot of people that astro project in the hotel. We're not quite sure why. I think we don't we're, know what's going on. I think we sit on top of hell and that has something to do with it, but I'm not it, sure. I was it might told. be. I You know, there are weird sounds in the basement. Um, yeah. Sounds like squirrels trying to get out of something, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Squirrel hell. But uh, yeah, so I'm Terry. I'm Naveed. And I'm Zach. And you are? Come Daniel? on, Dan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm Dan? <laughs> oh, wait, before we go, before we go, uh, Dan, um, yeah. plug anything. Plug anything. I know you got your Etsy and all that, so whatever you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Throw whatever you want to plug for yourself. Let loose, we will link. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, the Etsy is DW1376. Uh, like the whole slash shop thing and then that. And then Instagram is at Birds and Boxes. B-I-R-D-S-I-N-B-O-X-E-S. Yeah. Why Birds and Boxes? So I don't think I've ever asked you. You know, not often that people do ask, but there's an answer. Um, oh, good. Huh. About... Oh gosh, this is like probably like 18 years ago. I was doing these series of paintings of just all shapes and boxes, obviously, because and then like birds. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a lot of uh, uh, mysticism to this all. You know, they were just a bunch of weird, shapey looking paintings. And I ended up through travels, just got like a, a like a little art agent there for a little while. And he put on this big show for me and it was awesome. It was a great time. And he was like, what do we call the show? And I said, well, it's a bunch of paintings of birds and boxes. And he said, that's it. Birds and boxes. <laughs> birds, and boxes. And All right. birds and boxes. That was the name of my, my art show. And, uh, you know, 
it just sort of stuck for like the Instagram. I was like, well, I, I like that. It's, it rolls off the tongue a little bit. Birds yeah. and boxes. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's it's great. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, there you it's have fun. it, folks. Birds yeah. and boxes, honorary lobby boy. Honorary lobby. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Well, uh, Dan, I uh, will have to put the blindfold back on you and get the ropes back on because you you can't uh, know where you are. And yeah. uh, no, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. You, you get it. You get it. Yeah, so yeah. um, we yeah. we got to get off break here. And uh, thanks, thanks so much again, Dan, yes. for coming on. We really uh, thank appreciate you it. Thank you again so for the fun. piece of art. It was it very, was fun. very fun. Please. Very, very fun. My yes. pleasure. This was a blast. I really loved it. Thank you, guys. Really was. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Well, again, I'm Zach. I'm Naveed. I'm Terry. And we're the Lobby Boys, signing off. And Dan. And Dan. And, 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 and the captured game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.